With Country Station 1039 The Moose, live online at k105.com, via the Apple and Android smartphone app using the SoundCloud or iTunes podcast. On Facebook Watch, on YouTube Live, on Periscope, and the hashtag is in the know. Coming up today, we update you on the latest news headlines from around the community, the county, the Commonwealth, and the country. More from Mars as well as flights. Uh, a flight has taken place on Mars. The new Apple iPad is out. And last night's American Idol, that and a whole lot more coming up today here on In The No. He is the five-time winner of the coveted Ohio Newshawk Award, two-time Silver Sound nominee, covering every corner of the globe, London, Moscow, Paris, and even Lindsayville. It's Sam Gormley and the Sparks. Morning, Sam. Morning, Ralph. Is that in Grayson County? Nope. I was going to say. I was testing you. Yeah, you know, Hardin County? No. Northern Edmondson County. Okay, no. Nope. It's south of Sweden. But uh, isn't that, that, they isn't have that their like own, Denmark? They have their own bypass called the Lindsayville Loop. The Lindsayville Should Loop. look into it sometime. Yep. Huh. Uh, big time at uh, Grayson County High School yesterday. I assume you're going to update us later. Yeah, it was, a, it was a marathon. Notice the length of your broadcast was rather long yesterday. So I, you don't know details? No, I don't know details oh. because I was uh, I was your backup crew yesterday. <laughs> I was, uh, we had me, had to be too many places at once, but I did see the end of your production clocked in at about three hours and six minutes. So, Well, it, it uh, what we can get to it in a minute. Is it, was, right, good. it was a marathon. Looking forward to hearing about it. Be just on assignment today. So we say good morning to our dear friend. First Baptist Church Litchfield knows him as their worship and discipleship minister. Who am I? The Internal Revenue Service knows him as Dennis C. Cook. We know him as Yukon Cornelius. Morning, Humble Bumble. Hey, how you doing? Good. What's going on here? I really, I I am pleased. Good. I am. Uh, I I braced myself. I uh, I expected you to smell, and oh. come to find out, you don't smell. No, uh, smell good. I'd received a. I'd received a news report <laughs> over the weekend that that you that you smell. Now, um, it didn't say smells. It didn't say Dennis Cook smells good or bad. It just said Dennis Cook smells. I think we knew. But I was bracing for the worst. Or was yeah. it a verb saying that he can smell? Maybe is able to. Smell. I think we knew. Okay, so the trailer got vandalized. Um, <laughs> Have you filed a police report? Well, I can't do that actually with this particular account. Uh, okay, I think this person uh, might have connections. This is the rooster chips are in the stacked hand. in the favor of the. Um, <laughs> You can't get due process. The guilty. You can't get fair due process because of the uh, of suspect no. number one. But I will tell you, you you got no empathy from me. I didn't, huh? No. When Not you, for a second. When you were whining and crying yeah. about your board being messed with, yeah. I just thought, you know, I'm not a big believer in karma, uh, but I, right. but I did think things sort of 
worked out like they should have because you've been complicit in messing with others' boards. <laughs> well, True. It, it wasn't. It wasn't me. It wasn't Misty. <laughs> no. <laughs> That's, that's and it that's was, true. I don't believe it was Princess Tiana. And well, and I also wanted what? to uh, I also wanted to point out I felt like when I commented on your the vandalism uh-huh. of your board, yes, I thought I might be suspect number one that it might be revenge vandalism <laughs> for the way that you've treated your brother here. But uh, but no, sounds like you'd locked onto another suspect. See, I thought that at first, but then I after some handwriting comparisons, <laughs> I was able to to eliminate that. So. You threw me under the bus. This is what I'm getting. <laughs> I did not say it was you. I just said that it wasn't three other people that work in the building, and there was only it's, one other person right, that was obvious. in the building. Next week, I will smell. It's obvious who it was. <laughs> Spring today, winter tonight. So yeah. if you don't like today, just get ready for tonight because we'll see a 20 to 30 degree temperature drop, windy, and rain changes to a couple of hours of wet snow late tonight. Okay. Uh, there is a freeze warning over um, overnight through tomorrow morning for areas north of Louisville, but there is a freeze watch for all of the Louisville DMA for uh, Thursday morning. So just, just be prepared. Warm day, rain, snow late tonight, 70% chance of rain, high of 70 35 tonight with a rain chance of 70%. And then scattered showers breezy tomorrow with a high of 52. That's actually better. More recently with them saying it's a high of 52. Uh, early on, they were saying in the 40s. In fact, if you're looking at our graphic, mm-hmm. our friends at Wave 3 still have the high posted at 48. But this is the updated forecast for tomorrow saying that we could at least break 50 degrees, which I will tell you feels a lot less insulting. There's, you know, 51 and 49, in my mind, is about 15 degrees difference just because of the, yeah. the Dennis, the I hope you know that I, I blame you for this what? so-called snow. Okay, this is because, a second. Because <laughs> you were the one that when we you were on, I think, with me about a month ago, you made a hey. comment saying we needed one more snow. Just one more. Mm-hmm. And here we are. It is April the 20th. I want to apologize uh, to all the viewers out there and listeners uh, because my stance has changed on that. <laughs> when your wife starts a business that is dependent on hot weather, yeah. 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 snow doesn't go doesn't well. help. Yeah. Dennis's chickens have come home to roost, as it sounds. Uh, yes. Uh, but I also noticed, Dennis, you didn't come here to be our whipping boy today, did you? <laughs> well, evidently it's, I did. It seems like there's been quite a flogging so That's far. I just wanted to make sure. Cruise, well. Cruise we, can, we can throw up now. <laughs> NASA's experimental helicopter Ingenuity rose into the thin air above the dusty red surface of Mars on um, Monday, early yesterday. We talked briefly about it and about the excitement of it. It's kind of the Wright Brothers moment. Come to find out from the canvas that the Wright Brothers used at Kitty Hawk for their first flight, a small piece of that canvas was onboard Ingenuity when it made its first flight on Mars. Now, it was less than, it wasn't very long. You know, it was, what, a half minute at most? And it was only about 10 feet off the ground. But they controlled it from 160 million miles away. Unreal. So that's the real marvel at it all. So it was just a... How how big? Is this like the size of... Like your drone, or is it a? No, well, I have two. It'd be closer to the larger. So of the it's two small. That you're it's not a very with. big. No, it's not very big at all. It's four pounds. Oh wow! It okay. weighs only it weighs only four pounds. So I saw a conference room where they had a model of it sit around like a horseshoe shaped table, and it might have looked like uh, it might. It's light, but it might have stretched out the size of maybe a child's tricycle at biggest. You know, from the give mm-hmm. you an idea of the of the height. Thirty nine seconds, ten feet. Was its flight so uh, excited about that? Who knows what we'll be doing on Mars uh, by the time we get up there to get our candy bars? Are we okay that they cut the canvas? Uh, I think they took maybe a shaving of it. Yeah, or it was already a frayed piece. It was more mm-hmm. the symbolism involved. But yeah, so, somebody probably at the Smithsonian said, "Uh, uh-uh. <laughs> can't get those scissors away from that." Yeah. Uh, Apple is signaling the return of the free speech app Parlor. At least it's being called Free Speech App Parlor. They got a timeout back in January, if you remember. But apparently Apple and Parlor have uh, reached an accord. They have been having substantial conversations and looks like they will be returning. So if you've missed your Parlor account for the last uh, three months, then maybe you'll be ready to 
dive back in. Yeah. Also learned yesterday that uh, former Vice President Walter Mondale, who was President Jimmy Carter's Vice President and ran for President as a Democratic nominee, has passed at age 93. He was a liberal icon and lost one of the most lopsided presidential elections after bluntly telling voters to expect a tax increase if he won. See, I mean, the, everybody, like Joe Biden's of the world, they've learned. You don't say that until after Election yes, Day. You should do it. That's right. Uh, the death of the former senator, ambassador, and Minnesota attorney general was announced in a statement from his family. No cause was cited, but as I mentioned yesterday, you don't really need a cause when you have a long life of, of uh, 93. Yeah. But um, what I will always remember Walter Mondale for, I was too young at the time to really hear his, you know, I, I didn't care about tax increases then. They didn't, they didn't impact me that I was aware of. I was downstream of those tax increases. But um, his innovation to put Geraldine Ferraro on the ticket as the first female uh, on a vice on a presidential ticket was the thing that I'll always now whether whether he was instrumental in doing that or whether it was the Democratic National Committee or whoever it was but they will be forever linked Mondale and Ferraro in my mind and so it was a milestone for that and I think that's what a lot of people will kind of uh, look back on I think people people call him Fitz maybe his. Maybe his middle name is Fitzgerald or something, and maybe they called him Fitz Mondale. Might, that might have been his nickname. I can't remember that. When or was that recommendation uh, for her to be on the ticket? Well, she ran. Uh, they ran against uh, President Reagan in '84 and just got their hats handed okay. to them. I mean, it was it was they a mathematical only one Minnesota which anomaly. Was his home state, right. I yeah, think. it yeah, was okay. just it was forty nine to one. Yeah, they won. Amazing. Reagan won forty nine states. They won one. Uh, Governor Bashir announced yesterday 231 new COVID-19 cases were uh, announced. I have been asking for, I've been curious about the demographic breakdown of these new cases. Of the 231, 168 of those are people 49 and younger. And um, that kind of bears out the younger demographics are the one who most likely have been not vaccinated yet. So we would still be seeing positivity rates higher in that data set. Uh, but the fact that um, Kentuckians between the ages of 20 to 39 have the lowest vaccination rate in the state, but they're still at 38%. Hmm. I mean, for a demographic between 20 basically to 40, to have four in 10 of those vaccinated already, I think is a is a good number. But the the rate of positivity that we've still been seeing over the last few weeks when we were in the 700s, when you're what I call your Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday number, when that's in seven the seven hundreds, it's still concerning because you're mounting up at least you know three thousand cases a week like that. Um, so the rolling seven day positivity rate fell slightly from three point four eight on Sunday to three point four six yesterday, and we will anxiously await today's number because again it's one of those more truth telling numbers when you can get away. From the weekend, the governor is encouraging younger adults to pick up the vaccination pace. As I just mentioned, that 20 to 39 group was at about uh, 38 percent, but about three fourths of Kentuckians, 70 and older, have been vaccinated. I would have almost thought that it might have been higher. I mean, 70 wow. percent is a high number, but I would have thought, considering how vulnerable uh-huh. that demographic group was to the virus i would have thought we might see something closer to 80 percent you know eight out of ten but still out of seven out of ten so still looking to get to that two and a half million number before some of those restrictions will be uh released at least 19 this is kind of in a in a pandemic related uh story today at least 19 kentucky state workers received thousands of dollars of unemployment aid while still on the job the report found that from April to May of last year, the unemployment workers, uh, the unemployment workers, employees knew that as full-time workers, they would not qualify for UI benefits, but filed false claims anyway, collecting more than fifty-four thousand dollars. Some workers used their access to circumvent the ability of the un- uh, the UI systems to detect the existence of a full-time job. They also removed stops on claims to obtain payment and manipulated the claims of coworkers, family, or friends. State employees 
governor was asked about it last week. He said he had ordered an investigation after receiving reports that some employees might have been getting on the systems themselves to process their own unemployment claims. So they were claiming they were state workers knowing that they were continuing to be paid and then trying to claim um, in various different ways. Some of them were, um, I think one of them was a high school basketball referee who claimed that his job ended, his part-time job ended because of the basketball season. Well, one week. Oh, he does. He didn't do baseball and softball. No, no, okay, that was not my understanding of what I was hearing when I was watching and, and, on KET. Well, not. I mean, that's only if you get selected to be the Sweet Sixteen. As that's well. exactly right. So there were. Listen, there was a whole lot of. Um, and I believe that's only one official per region. There was a whole lot of gray area mm-hmm. on some of that stuff. I know of multiple instances of, you know, you see, you hear situations of people that are filing for something and go. You weren't working anyway, but you're, you know, now you said, but I will tell you that this time last year, the house was on fire and the state didn't have time to suss out where the legitimate needs were and all that. It was just getting money in people's hands, you know, between PPP and unemployment benefits. It was just keep things churning. But now that we're that far removed from it, we can go back with a flashlight and shine a light on those things and go, okay, who of you were at the trough taking advantage of the situation? And we're going to have to have some type of settle up on that in some way. So uh, I'll be anxious to see what happens to those uh, 19 people. As far as I'm concerned, they should be terminated. But uh, Litchfield man wanted on a laundry list. Some of them should be terminated. You know, it depends upon how egregious... The guy who's gray area gray era ing area ing his uh, referee part time job. If I don't, it's dishonest. But is it to the level of losing your professional job? I I don't know. Right. But there are some people that claim that that they were working and getting their salary. They said they weren't working and getting their salary and getting inflated benefits again. And using their credentials to make that happen. Especially to remove stop payments that someone mm-hmm. else had put and said, nope. And you say, oh, I say yes. You say no. A Litchfield man wanted on a laundry list of felony charges has been jailed after being indicted by a Grayson County grand jury. 40-year-old Nathaniel Trichler was arrested Sunday on two separate indictment warrants. The first accuses Trichler of felony strangulation, fourth-degree assault, and being a persistent felon. The second charges with a possession of a handgun by a convicted felon, trafficking in a controlled substance, et cetera, et cetera. One of the things that caught my attention about this is that we've not had a grand jury story in <laughs> I don't know how long. And so this is it is going to be chaotic in our court system oh, over yeah. the next few months with the backlog. And I feel for our judges. So yes. do I. Court workers and everybody that's operating mm-hmm. law enforcement. You know, law enforcement officers haven't had to spend a whole lot of time in court like they normally have to do to work in court cases to make appearances. Mm-hmm. And now that backlog and it's just it's not as if we didn't already have a um, overburdened uh, judicial system. And now it's going to get. Even worse, Kentucky's attorney general has reached an agreement with two utilities on significantly decreasing rate increases. Yesterday, Attorney General Daniel Cameron announced that his office of rate intervention reached a settlement agreement with LG&E and KU to save Kentuckians $113.9 million in proposed electric and gas rate increases. In November of last year, LG&E and KU filed applications with the PSC seeking to increase rates by $331.3 million, an increase of 10.4% for KU customers and nearly 12% for LG&E customers and 9.13% for LG&E gas customers. That got the attention of the ORI, and they went in and said, eh, we didn't know about this, and they've been able to uh, reach some type of settlement to make those uh, increases not so heavy or uh, hard to produce. so I, I'm sure their customers will love that's, that. That's right. If you're, if as, you're an LG&E one, customer, I'm very you happy. are one. I Congratulations. Yes. Big <laughs> day for you today. Lucky. <laughs> it is. Listen, <laughs> anytime I can save money, it's, it's a good day. Sadden, I, I, 
Jim Valvano has always been an enigma to me because in the sports world, Jim Valvano was with the V Foundation and the way ESPN and Dick Vitale oh, yeah. and the sports world got behind that. He's just been the he's been posthumously he's been a champion for cancer related initiatives in the sports world and outside the sports world as well. So saddened to hear that his brother Bob reported yesterday that he has leukemia. Louisville Radio, right? Louisville Radio, yeah. Been involved in coaching in Louisville, and then so uh, he is uh, kind of an icon around the Louisville community as well, especially because of connection to his brother Jim, who's you know so famous again for the cause of cancer. But uh, he thinks that uh, he thinks that the prognosis is good. And how old is he? Uh, you know that that was the other thing that I was looking at yesterday. Seventy. But yeah, probably about that. Jim Valvano is forever frozen in time, like with at his age, but he always seemed older to me because I was a kid. But I think Jim Valvano was a very young man when uh, when he perished. So I'm sure we'll find out uh, more about uh, 64. 64. Uh, okay, Bob so he's Valvano. younger than younger I, th- I yeah. thought. The UK women's uh, volleyball team advanced past Purdue to reach the school's first Final Four in volleyball history last night. The Wildcats beat Purdue in th- uh, uh, straight sets 3-0. to zero. I didn't think they were playing again until later in the week, so when I saw the story come in last night, I'm like, hey, I missed it. I didn't realize they were playing back-to-back nights. Because that was another reason why they were all upset that they had to play Western at 3 in the morning. So it the, felt like last night because they had to turn around and play their Elite Eight match. They had two matches less in less than 24 hours, hours exactly. on the tournament. But, I mean, that there. game last night didn't start till 9 or 10. Yeah. Too, so. Well, and they clearly made quick work of it. So, congratulations to the Washington uh, Lady Cats getting to the uh, first Final Four, uh, first volleyball Final Four in school history. So, congratulations to them. Cats. And Sam Marathon last night at Don Lee Field. Yeah, it uh, was a one to nothing Grayson County lead going into the top of the seventh inning. Breckenridge County tied it up one to one. We ended up going 12 innings. Breckenridge County won hey. three to one in the top of the twelfth. It was it was a great baseball game. A pitcher's duel. Mason Miller for Grayson County went nine innings of one run baseball. Cole Proctor for Breckenridge County went nine innings of one run baseball. The bullpens awesome. pitched very well. Uh, it's just one of those things that when you get into the twelfth inning. Whew, it, they, uh, did they get to the point where they were asking if you had any eligibility left? Well, the umpire strike zone is one of those things that got bigger and bigger and bigger, and we could tell. He's ready to go home. Yeah, yeah, he could not get paid by the hour. He gets paid by the game. Getting late. His per diem is uh, running out. It yeah. is. we got to get to a break. We'll come back. we got plenty more on the way. Hang around here on In the Know. Because the sky is finally open. The rain and wind stop Today is Lookalike Day, a day for people who are constantly mistaken for rich and famous celebrities to have some recognition of their own. Okay. So other than Dennis, does Yukon Cornelius look like you, or do you look like Den- uh, Yukon I think Cornelius? I look like him. All right. He was okay. first. That's kind of you to go ahead and give, give credit. Do uh, people confuse you with anyone else? Really, any overweight actor in movies <laughs> or television. Uh, you remind me of John Candy, Kevin James. Uh, Sam, does anyone mistake you with anyone? Uh, Bradley Cooper, you know, no. Uh, yeah, I got it. I can see I had, I had somebody one time in elementary school say I looked like Arnold Schwarzenegger. And I was like, ah. What was her name? Uh, no, it wasn't. <laughs> he was in, it was in like a, a newspaper that they gave us. And he's like, you look like that guy. And I was like, I, right. I, I, I don't see that. It's Cheddar Fries Day. Wait, what about you? you no, I've don't never. Skip I, over I, I it don't like. I don't. I don't really get a. Uh, you look like so and so. I. Okay. I don't. I don't know. I. I guess that's. I guess that's bad. I mean, that's <laughs> oh, yeah, one of a kind. Look like anybody that yeah. would be be worth noting. Uh, French fries topped with cheddar cheese. Add some chives, bacon. Mm-hmm. I again. I. I don't think I want cheddar. Che- I don't think I want melted cheese. Mm-mm. Uh, not the liquid cheese. I can do the sprinkle, like the shredded cheese, and drop it over it. And but I don't really. I'm not. I still, a, just have a problem with liquid l- cheese. Little yeah. ranch on top. Oh, now that I can probably do, but I still maintain that. Just I, liquefied cheese just bothers me. Bacon bits. 
Bacon bits, good. Fine with that. Yeah, any form of bacon on whatever. Yeah, good. But I don't know that. You lost me at chives. You don't like chives? Ugh. How about green onions? How do you feel about green onions? <laughs> same. Okay. And it is also lima bean same, same. respect day. <clears throat> absolutely no. not. Yeah, absolutely no, I, not. I will showcase <laughs> no <laughs> respect for lima I'm beans. I'm offended. <laughs> I, uh, people ask why. They look like little brains. They look like half of a half of a brain. That's what lima beans look like to me, and I don't. It's the only bean I don't think I really care for. Really, it's the only one that's coming to my mind right now. Huh. I mean, okay, all right, guys. I like green beans. Only bean I care for is jelly. <laughs> I eat no other bean. You don't mm. like like black beans no. or refried no. beans? Say them all. Say them all. Every one of them. No, no. garbanzo. No. You and I have had Mexican lunch a couple times, Mm -hmm. and I've not seen you go near the refried beans Mm -hmm. or the black beans. That's true. Interesting. Now that you mention it. Is it because they look like casseroles? Uh, Other reasons. Okay. (laughs) Just digestive mainly. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. You're you're magical (laughs) enough on your own. (laughs) For my next trick. (laughs) Uh, Apple's new iPad Pro. 2021 is now out in select markets. Okay. For those of you who are early adopters, it's perfect for people who like slight upgrades but hate having $1000 in their pocket. Oh, <laughs> well. If that's you, then you're in uh, then you are in luck. I was reading about a new innovation in the automobile market which might be a sign of things to come in future automobiles. This is Mercedes' new electric car. It's got some interesting features that have nothing to do with the fact that it isn't gas-powered. The EQS's doors operate automatically as the driver approaches the doors open. The door can also close itself when the driver steps on the brake. So Eventually, this might be standard in automobiles. Okay. The driver can also operate the passenger doors, but perhaps so... You know, you press a button and the door opens well, I mean, for someone else. A lot else. of minivans have that. Yes. But yeah. if those are the sliding On doors. On the side doors, mm-hmm. though, yeah. yeah. I wanted to know if it's like the old Lamborghini doors where they raise yes. up and you Do get you want, in like the closes the, over you. I guess the Ferraris did that, too. Like the Batmobile? Um, no, more like the Ferrari mobile. Not a big fan of the Batmobile, to, to be to be truthful. <laughs> Wow, not that's not, a hot take. Yeah, Are we live? I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not pro Batman. I don't know why. Just I don't know. Wow, I think I'm not sure how to how to react. To other that. other great superheroes. Well, I mean, it's hard to disagree with that. Perhaps but. even cooler, the EQS has a nap mode called the Power Nap Program, which helps okay. drivers grab a snooze during a rest stop. It automatically reclines the driver's seat, closes the windows, and activates a sunshade. Interior lighting and temperature are also adjusted to create a soothing atmosphere, and relaxing sounds come from the stereo while images of a starry night sky appear on the dashboard screens. (laughs) Sounds like my kind of camping. Is this Tony Stark's car? You may have to live in it for what it (laughs) might cost. After a while, the car begins a wake-up routine that includes energizing fragrances and gentle massage. I'm out. Oh, so it's a spa day as well. (laughs) Yeah, I'm out. I don't don't want my car smarter than me. Wow. Yeah. But it does show you the innovations that are coming. It might be 20 years, but a lot of these features will eventually be available on... The things we're driving. I just don't know that I need my car to go into nap mode. Well, good question, though. As we enter the autonomous era, will you be able to engage in nap mode while the car is getting you where you need to go? See, I think I'm too much of a control freak to let that happen. Well, I am today, but there have been a lot of things I've gradually kind of given control over on. So, I mean, yes, I'm right there with you, but, you know, there were... I it's kind of like the old thing where uh, I saw somebody making a case yesterday for people that refuse to put masks on because of a personal freedom choice, but they put their seatbelt on every time they get in their car. Mm-hmm. You know, like, well, 
you know, you can make a logical argument that those two things are similar and not dissimilar. It's just another step we are taking towards the by and large starship on with Wally and Eve. I mean, we're going to be riding around with giant mm-hmm. outfits on and chairs that take us everywhere we go that change color on. Mm-hmm. I won't say never, but I'm about 50 years old, and I think I'm within the margin of error that I can almost safely say it'll be a long time before you catch me sleeping in a vehicle that is moving Mm -hmm. to take me to a destination. Mm -hmm. Now, I might get to the point where I'm allowing something else to drive. Sure. But you won't catch me asleep. I won't even I won't even sleep if I'm in the passenger seat. Yeah. I uh, never do that. There are a couple of drivers that I will do that, but not more yeah, than one or yeah. two. Maybe, it, yeah. Where's Christy on that list? Which side? Uh, yeah, I will. Now, she rarely drives just because I just do and I don't mind it. Yeah. But there are times when we've driven on long road trips and I say, you're going to have to drive for a while so I can get some rest. So okay. It's not outside the realm of possibility. Uh, but also in car innovations, just be prepared because the next thing is going to be distracted driver monitoring systems. And it's built into the rear view mirror of your car. And it knows when you are making eye contact with the road <laughs> and when you are not making eye contact with the road. <laughs> Made you wonder how they're going to curb distracted driving. Yeah. And if your car, you know, we all have to have a backup camera now on on models after a certain date for safety. This will be adopted as a as more and more states say, you got to operate hands-free or distracted driving is illegal. Now, that's impossible to police. But if they build technology that the car won't work unless it can detect your retinas and well, they're looking ahead at the road or within every like for a certain number of seconds right you mentioned seatbelt and it's kind of the same thing if you don't plug your seatbelt in you get the beeping and for <laughs> yes. me i plug the seatbelt in so i don't have to hear the beeping because the beeping drives me nuts as long as you can't turn that sensor off we're good mm-hmm. i'm for that yeah well i guess you get some people that cut the seatbelts out of their cars no and, kidding you know leave them connected to keep the dinging i guess there's a will where there's a will there's a way but my point is we're all just sort of adapting to technology to um look how far we've come though from Bo and luke the doors didn't even open <laughs> they were welded shut okay <laughs> dennis windows always down <laughs> dennis have you ever slid across the hood of a car and yes. then gotten into it well no i've attempted to slide <laughs> normally stopping halfway over hood not being able to go any further and then the the, the dent comes in are we on? This, is, this was pre-smartphone era, <laughs> yes. or, or this yes. would be on YouTube somewhere. 83 Oldsmobile Cutlass <laughs> Supreme. famous. <laughs> we got to get to a break. We'll come back. He's got more on the way. Hang around here on In the Know. A part of your brain is devoted solely to sneezing. Are you all right over there? I heard a crash. Sorry. So somebody all right? All right. I got a section of your brain that's devoted solely to sneezing. It's the sneeze department. Where? It's somewhere. The department was open for business for me yesterday. I sneezed (laughs) twice. It uh uh, twice over what range of time? Oh, I'm going to go a period of uh, an hour and 45 minutes. I timed it. <laughs> Get your stopwatch out. Huh? I also Get read. stopwatch out there. I also yeah. read this morning that your brain knows how to wag your tail. Mine? Everyone's. Oh. But you don't have a tail to wag, so it just doesn't. I don't know if I believe uh, that, but I read friend. it. I thought it was sort of. Did you read that on the internet? Thought it was sort of. I, yes. Well, I, then it, I read it. it it's got to be true. I read it in sections uh, called Abraham Lincoln quotes. <laughs> Things Abraham Lincoln said. <laughs> well, it's got to be true. That's then. right. If you read it on the internet, honest it's date, true. Right? Oscars 2021 attendees will not wear face masks at times, and uh, the reason why the broadcast is going to be, I think, on 
Sunday? Mm, yes. The award show will be held at Union Station in L.A. And during a call with Academy representatives, Oscar nominees, and studio personal and personal publicists, news about mask wearing was confirmed. Masks are not required for people on camera. Why? I know why. Because if you've been vaccinated, it's not necessary. Um, when is the Oscars? Sunday. Oh. I do not care. I don't care either. But the reason that it caught my attention was because... I was in a uh, I was in a site scouting meeting yesterday. Okay, with uh, people from various locations. At one point in time, there were seven of us, and in Owensboro. And when the seven of us were inside, even though we were socially distanced, there's this rule then that you've got to have your mask on. Mm-hmm. Okay, but then we. During this site visit and scouting, there were multiple times we had to go outside that we were closer to one another, but then we took our masks off. And I thought, this is preposterous. <laughs> this is completely dumb. Be practical about this. Like, I think we know by now when you should and when it's okay not to. But because we've arbitrarily set up these boundaries saying, you've got, okay, well, you're inside, well, you got to do it. What? This is dumb. Yeah. We got to do something different. Yeah, we're we're educated now on what to do, what not to do. Yes, I just feel like so. Let's adapt. Hey, good idea. We just spent an entire segment last uh, segment about adapting. Hmm. Are you excited, Dennis? That Downton Abbey, the original cast, will reunite for movie number two. Yes. What about you, Sam? You a big Downton Abbey fan? My parents loved this show. Okay. Um, I don't know that I've ever seen. I think I watched one episode and I saw that Professor McGonagall was in it. Uh, okay. That's from Harry Potter. Her character, she plays a character in this movie. Yeah. But, but and that's all I can tell you about Downton Abbey. And I know it's set in England. I think at some point in time I will probably binge watch Downton Abbey. I know my parents and loved it. It would be maybe when I get to the end of the internet. But <laughs> there is an end. <laughs> You've reached the end of the internet. Please turn around. Um, I liked The Crown. So I kind of like, you know, like I get that. But one of my things that I like about The Crown is that while it's not completely based on fact and there's some liberties taken, it still is an expose on the 20th century and even the, you know, the first fifth of the. Uh, well, they haven't gotten there yet, but basically the 20th century of the monarchy. So I I, I might like it. I'm just going to say I'll give it a try. I'm excited. I didn't know why because I've never seen it. Uh, <laughs> I was excited for the sake of the show. Sure. I want to bring the, you know. And for the Downton Abbey fans, you're excited for them. For them personally, yeah, I've never seen it. So. Uh, Furiosa, Mad Max prequel expected to become the biggest film ever shot in Australia. Dennis, is this on your radar? This, th- uh, these types of no. movies are are in your sphere. So, are you? They are, but no, you're not. I'm, I've never seen any Mad I Max. I haven't either. Both you of know. you all are too young for for Mad Max. So, you don't know Mad Max Beyond Thunderdome? Nope. Really? No. Interesting. I couldn't tell you what it's even. A, I mean, is it? What is it about? Tina Turner was nominated for an Oscar because of her. Because of oh, her cool. We Don't Need Another Hero song that was in Mad Max Beyond Thunderdome. I'm a little surprised that you all don't know that. Uh, I feel bad now. Again, just babies. You guys are just babies. Both of you. One's more babier than the other. What's love got to do with it? <laughs> okay. Got Sorry. to do with it. <laughs> uh, Dennis, you do you feel called out by Demi Lovato? Usually I do. Um, <laughs> there's really not a day goes by that I don't She's that coming for Cook Ranch Shaved Ice because oh, bring she, it. <laughs> she has called out an L.A. frozen yogurt shop for selling sugar-free options. Calling it diet culture vultures. Hey, I, I think sugar-free options are wonderful. I don't care what she thinks, yeah, or, or he or whoever that person is, because <laughs> you don't know what her what their pronouns are. I don't care are. what it thinks because <laughs> that's what we do. I'm offended by you. Okay, it goes both ways. So, I will guarantee you that some of her behavior you will certainly find as. As insulting. Oh, I'm sure. I'll, I'm going to name one after that now. Okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I did notice yesterday that you have some new sugar-free flavors. 
Oh, yeah, they're a huge hit. So take that, the, the vetoes, <laughs> because they're a hit in Grayson County. Not everybody can have as much sugar as they want. That's exactly right. I just thought it made sense to have that as an option. So yes. good for you all. Y'all should try them. And then this story made me laugh. It reminded me I don't spend enough time with uh, on the Internet looking up this particular content. Lip readers have deciphered what Prince William said to Harry at Philip's funeral. Okay. And so it was just kind of cordial. You know, it was what he wanted and it was great. And they were talking about the music and just being kind of whatever. Obviously, things are a little bit icy. There's some rumor that Harry may stay there until the Queen's birthday next week. Um, you know, they were also maybe behind closed doors for a couple of hours with Prince Charles. Okay. So they're trying to maybe smooth some of this out or whatever. But it did remind me, and it's, I'm sure it's already available. I just haven't found it. Would be other people's takes on oh, like, on the lip reading, like the bad lip, bad reading. lip reading, like the bad lip reading that they do in the yeah, NFL. Yes, and I, I, hilarious. I've seen a couple of these, but I won't bite because I will go so far down the rabbit hole on those <laughs> because of people's takes on what the lip reading is. Yes, that so that is great entertainment, and I'm sure somebody will be doing that for the Royals as well. Do it. Got to get to a break. We'll come back, finish it up for the morning here on MNO. Point to ponder for today is the first step to forgiveness. An understanding that oftentimes the other person is just a knucklehead. <laughs> oh, this is what you said was about me earlier. <laughs> Off the air. Yes. Actually, I think the word that was used was idiot. Like you said you were an idiot. Yeah, I you don't have say, to share stuff. That's a lot off the air. I didn't say you were. And I said I thought that my point to ponder today would align with uh, what you were thinking there. But, yes, I mean, to forgive, mm-hmm. a lot of times don't you just have to concede? Yeah. But thee without sin cast the first stone. You know, mm-hmm. so okay. the first step to forgiveness, I really think, is just the acknowledgement of the forgiveness that you've been given and the mistakes that you make as well. Okay. Um, speaking of that. Mistakes? Uh, no, no, oh. not, not, not at all. Um, what's going on at First Baptist Church this weekend? Believe it or not, this week we are wrapping up our To and From Easter series. This is the last Sunday of April, and we're focusing on the Great Commission this Sunday, uh, going out and teaching in the name of Christ and Sharing his life, his love, his message. So that's our theme this Sunday. And uh, the first Sunday of May, we begin a series throughout the summer called Character Sketches, where we're looking at the biblical traits of the different characters, main characters of the Bible, and uh, equipping ourselves with those same traits that we've learned throughout the Old and New Testament. Last Sunday morning... Uh, we moved in our congregation back to piano and organ music and singing behind masks for the last, you know, since we returned, I guess, in May uh, and then took a brief pause in, in November from in-person worship. But okay. we've been using pre-recorded music and, you know, it just left something to be desired, yeah. obviously. But gradually, yeah. you know, you hear music and you just, you're moved. But I will tell you, I it just, it was so moving on Sunday just to hear uh, you all know one of my greatest joys in life is voices in unison, like you know harmonies, even just melodies alone. But at a sporting event or whatever, hearing an entire crowd singing "My Old Kentucky Home" or the national anthem or what, it's just one of the most moving things yeah. in my life. And so I was overwhelmed Sunday morning just at the how long it had been since we had had the liberty of being able to do that. So it's an amazing thing. I always tell the church that. The biggest choir we have is our congregation. And to hear that, and that's what it's all about. Those on the platform, we're just prompting them. It's not about what's happening on the platform. We're just like initiating their response in the singing. And the first time we came back, we were out, what was it, mid-March to mid-May last year. And the first time back, it was, even though the numbers were low, uh, it was amazing to hear everyone singing. Yeah. Well, it's a step toward, you know, just that milestone that we went through on Sunday was a step right. toward 
uh, getting back to where we want to be. On television tonight, the season 13 premiere of Storage Wars. Also the premiere on A&E, uh, Hustle and Toe. So it's uh, you know play on words of the movie Hustle and Flow. But it's in uh, Atlanta, and there is a high-tech towing crew. And I like these towing shows. Yeah. Oh, so there's one what my that's in Miami. Is it Miami Tow or so? I don't know. There are various ones. These people that are they get you know in big cities tow trucks are called all the time to move cars mm-hmm. or they've been parked too long or repossessions or whatever it is. And I I don't know why I like these shows so much. So it's kind of like live PD for towing, but yeah. it's not live. Yeah. Yeah, and the people develop their own personalities. You know, the the, the people that are uh, responsible for the towing. Uh, I've also seen one on Discovery where it's a group of guys and they repossess airplanes. Okay. And I find it to be because, you know, most of the time people don't want to give so up they, their... Do they have to fly it away? Yes. Yeah, and that's part of the excitement is that they might be being chased down the runway by the people that think, you're stealing my plane. No, it's our plane. You forgot to pay for it. We watched a towing show on Netflix a few, several years ago. They were in Alaska. So the snow and the ice was involved, and it was crazy. It was a really good show. Yes, I don't, this, uh, this, I don't know why they appeal to me so much, but they do. Fantastic. I, I would have never thought, that sounds interesting, the airplane one. Oh, it's good. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Discovery. You'd, you'd like it. Yeah, I, yeah it's going to be in that. I'll. I'm assure. I will assure you that it is in the Discovery Plus umbrella. Mm-hmm. So if you are, if you can get in there, you'll find it. Uh, today's highlight in history: this day, 1999. Unfortunately, the Columbine High School massacre took place in Colorado. In 1812, the fourth president, vice president of the United States, George Clinton. Died in Washington at age age seventy two. So I don't know enough about presidential history, or more importantly, vice presidential history. But it just did make me laugh that George Clinton was vice president of the United States, and I thought, you mean atomic dog? What? <laughs> you know? Congratulations! Yippee yo yippee a! President Lincoln signed a proclamation admitting West Virginia to the Union. This date in eighteen sixty three. Dennis, this day in nineteen sixteen. Okay. The Chicago Cubs played their first game at Wrigley Field. How amazing. It was a day game, though. It was then known as Wiegum, uh, Wiegeman Park. Oh, okay. Did I you didn't know, know it was Wiegeman no, before Wrigley that. Field? I don't think I knew that either. W-E-E-G-H-M-A-N Park. And, Sam, I am sorry to report that the Reds lost to the Cubs that day 7-6. to six. Go, Cubs, go. Well, you know what? Who's in first place? <laughs> Welcome to April. Not the Yankees. Well, I guess I was going to say, he, the Yankees over here, are in last a, place. He's got no room to talk. Ryan O'Neill is 80 today. George Takei is 84. Uh, Doyle Lawson from uh, Quicksilver, mm-hmm. the bluegrass musician, 77 today. Shamar Moore is 51. He's on uh, currently starring on SWAT. Okay. Uh, Carmen Electra is 49 today. And Joey Lawrence is 45. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> Right on cue. Thank, Thank you. you. You're welcome. Uh, and my, I don't, in our Gone But Not Forgotten section, uh, Adolf Hitler was born this date in 1889. I was going to say, I thought I that there was know. a connection on yeah. April 20th. Do we? That's just, why, why are we mentioning? He's been canceled. Didn't we cancel Adolf Hitler? Yeah. So do, I would hope does so. he still get credit in the, it doesn't say happy birthday to, it says gone but not forgotten. Well, it, then, then that is Adolf true. Adolf Hitler is certainly not forgotten. That's true. And he, he is, is gone, gone, so. But. Uh, Donnie Baseball yep. is 50, uh, 60 today. Say, Don Mattingly is 60. Evansville Zone, right? Evansville, Evansville Zone, Don zone. Mattingly. And I always mention this date. I saw him get in a fight in his own restaurant one night. That's awesome. It's true. I I'm, sure I'm not sure I've heard this story. Yeah, I was in uh, Quick Sinatra. Did he win? Uh, well, it was his restaurant with his security team. So, yes, he won. He was fighting his security team? No. Oh. Oh, <laughs> his security that's... team was fighting on his behalf. No, like. he was fighting, but his security team wasn't going to allow him to lose. Mm. Uh, I've been in those before. Mm-hmm. And it was something involving Mrs. Mattingly. Mm. And some patron had made some comment to Mrs. Mattingly. Mm-hmm. And Mr. Mattingly took offense. Must have been about the prices. <laughs> that's exactly what it was. 
1959, George Jones. I think this might have been the point of origin for the fight. <laughs> the detective work. What lightning. I didn't know he was a meteorologist. <laughs> the white lightning led to the disagreement and the comments that were made about Mrs. Mattingly uh-huh. in Mattingly's 23 restaurant. Okay. And then that ushered us to the next chapter where we went to Fist City. I don't like to visit there. Kentucky's up. Didn't she just celebrate a birthday too recently? She did. <laughs> Did she just tell me to close this my is what, face? This is what Don Mattingly told <laughs> the patron. You don't want to go to Fist City. Uh. <laughs> oh, grab me by the hair. Don, Donnie Baseball didn't quite have the same accent as Loretta mm-hmm. Lynn. I don't think so. Although Loretta Lynn's family did move to Indiana. Oh, That's why Crystal Gale does not have the same accent that Loretta Lynn has. Did you know that? So, there you go. Thelma Houston was number one with 77. Don't leave me this way. Was that what he told his security team? <laughs> yes. That's Don't good. Leave me this way. Keep it going. Yeah. No Cage, pressure. Cajun Moon, Ricky Skaggs in 86. Montel Jordan, this is how we do it in 95. That's, that's it. Usher, yeah. You know, four. That's my comeback. And then how Donnie Baseball made up to his wife. Bruno Mars, when I was your man in 2013. Uh, uh, that's good, guys. <laughs> I think we checked all the boxes. That's <laughs> good. To Ricky Skaggs. Yeah, MB's Pearl, that's right. MB's Pearl of Wisdom for today. Thanks for coming in, Dennis. My pleasure. Thanks for having See me. See you again soon. Uh, MB's Pearl of Wisdom for today. The ability to not take things that other people do personally is a superpower. The ability to not take things personally that other people do is a superpower. MB's Pearl of Wisdom for today. Look forward to seeing you back here tomorrow for another edition of our show. For Sam Gormley, for Dennis Cook, I'm MB, and now you're in the know. Powered by Heritage Media of Kentucky, WKHG Litchfield, Kentucky, USA, 104.9 FM, the Twin Lakes.